Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is part two of Boys Don't Cry. We've got Vic Hope. Jake Lambert here, and we're talking about settling down, and the chat is juicy. I want to talk about how behaviours change once you go into get a man, get a woman, settle down mode. I need to short, sort my shit out. Is there a difference between how men start behaving and women? Do you think, so to me, I think there is. So this is, again, I can only go on my observation. It is quite wide. I'm a bit of a, uh, have a, quite a large social group, lots of different WhatsApp groups. I come from a working class background, but I live in middle class telly world. So I've got quite a good spread. And what I've noticed is the my male friends, I'm talking like from, I'm sort of not friendly, I sort of know Wayne Lineker, if you know what I mean, from Wayne Lineker downwards, the more single they are, the less intention they had have of settling the more financially sorted they are, the more down the gym they are, the more on point the hair is. Whereas my female friends, the second they go into breeding mode, that's when the gym gets hit, everything gets on point. So I'm wondering if, not initially, not my freshly broken up woman, that's a different thing. I'm talking about you're, you're in your lane, but it seems you're like, man, time to get a man, time to do this. Where the men and women have different strategies and different changes they make when they shift from single to settle lane. Vic, talking shit, am I? Uh, no, but I used to, mm. so I did, I did, I did feel that way. And I was looking for something and, um, preparing myself, um, uh, yeah, with that in mind, but I had a bit of a shift a few years ago, um, after about a year after a breakup and I was, I, I was basically plugging up all of my time with working um trying to better myself in this world trying to trying to make something of myself and and also looking for someone else to plug up the time with i, I thought i needed a relationship and i just worked myself so hard that i had a breakdown i like completely burnt out and my mum was just like you need you've not been on your own ever you need to learn to be alone and it my, was quite do you know what i'm hoping to interrupt my mum said that to me because I, yeah. I was a serial monogamist girlfriend from the ages of 16 yeah, to 30 same. my mum's like what are you doing be alone i'd had boyfriends from the age of 18 up to about 28 so a decade i didn't know who i was as an adult woman as an adult person mm. um on my own so i just took myself away um i went traveling on my own for a while i moved into a place on my own which it turned, i'd forgotten that that had been my dream from the age of 16 because I'd, I'd, I'd not let myself dream that for a while and i learned to love my own company i learned to love solitude Very and important. find power in that and find peace in that and at that point 
And I know it sounds so cliche, but now when I do go to the gym or put makeup on or anything, I know I'm doing it for myself. I'm not doing it for anyone else. I'm not doing it to attract anyone, to find anyone, mm. for anyone to impregnate me. And it's been a shift in, in attitude and a shift in spirit, I guess. Um, so I think, you, you know, you're right to an extent, Russell, but I would like to hope that there is a, a whole generation of girls and women out there mm -hmm. who actually know that's not the case. Um, I, I don't know, I can't speak for everyone, but I think there's a, there's a power in solitude that, we, that, we've, that we've found and that we're, that we're running with. And this year has focused that more than any other year. What about you, Jake? Do you hit the ab machine when you're trying to get your D harvested? Uh <laughs> Well, do you know what I did? So actually, I was just thinking then, because I don't think I... I don't overthink anything. I just underthink, I think everything. <laughs> um, so when you were talking about that and being single and, and, and travelling, I just... I've never considered that. But what I realised I did do is I was single um, during this year. And what happened was, to get a bit more of a social life, I, uh, I joined um, our local badminton group. And I started doing badminton. And... Um, and that's where I met the girl I'm now dating. No way. So I put myself out there, I think, just a bit. So I think that's what I did. I, I went and did something, which was uh, badminton, which I absolutely I'm, bloody love. You and must I do have it, used do... the word shuttlecock in the, in the courting process. <laughs> How long did you hold off? <laughs> that's why I call shuttlecock. You, you must have said it. It's simply impossible you haven't. There, so, was, um, there was one... Um, absolute nightmare quite early on when I realised I liked her and we were playing together in a doubles game and we lost and I lost I tried to hit the shuttlecock I missed and I ended up on all fours and I literally said there was nothing worse than ending on your knees there we are which I which I um, so that was that was a question <laughs> you end up as I let myself get so, but, so you did put yourself out there you've met the you've met the lady at the badminton club this is good and yes so you were sort of hitting the cardio fitness Whilst. So I think I was, I put myself yeah. out there socially, I was clearly thinking oh, I'm going to get fit or I'm going to take up a sport and then I just, because I didn't, but I, I never thought I need an X amount of time, I need to do this, I just uh, just met somebody and thought, well, I like her, I might as well uh, just do this. In, in not, no, that's it, oh, she's going to be listening to that, that's yeah, yeah. not the thought process. <laughs> <You're sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? So, little... Uh, this is a bit about moving on to putting yourself out there about upping the odds because it's all very it's all very well and what Vic said is very inspiring and I went through a very similar thing myself because I was in I'm in a similar bit obviously in the same business and it was all getting crazy being single and I had to learn to be with myself and be happy with that but as soon as you do that there's a mathematical issue so math enthusiast Martin Gardner wrote to have the highest chance of picking the very best suitor this is for men or women you should date and reject the first 30 37% of your total group of lifetime suitors. So this is on average. You want to date enough people to get a sense of your options, but you don't want to leave the choice too long and risk missing your ideal match. The formula that balances the risk of stopping too soon against the risk of stopping too late. Now, again, this is a different issue for men and women. I still can't believe we're having this conversation in 2020 where the idea of a woman's sexual freedom is more problematic than a than a men's. If I, my, the 16-year-old version of me would be so disappointed where I thought we would be in a free-for-all, bangtastic orgy by now where, you know, if you, want, if you want to do what you do, you do what you want to do. We've got contraception. We're, it's safe. There's no, there's no actual issues involved. What's the fucking issue here? And yet we still live in this pathetic world um, that seems to encourage male sexual freedom and discourage or shame 
female sexual freedom, certainly not to the same extent. Oh, it seems to be polarised on Instagram. You're either completely mm. Uh, mm. naked with mm. a boob out on OnlyFans or being shamed on the Daily Mail with nothing in between. Um, does this mean there is a, a, um, a process problem in women exploring their options, Vic, in that there's only so far you can go out there without the risk of being shamed amongst your social group? Yeah, you know what? I love dating and I date a lot and I'm not ashamed of it, but I do get raised eyebrows from even from my closest friends who are like, another one, mm. some more, a different person, but you're right. But I mean, this guy's right. There's it's a there's maths here. It's a numbers game. Like, I, I, it's a numbers game. It's probability involved. I've got to I've got to spread the net if I'm gonna find anyone. And like not that. that I'm looking, but I, I think need you to, just found I the title for your autobiography, it. Vic. <laughs> <laughs> spread the, the net. net. <laughs> Vic hopes spreads the net. I enjoy meeting people. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy meeting new people, and I, but I do feel I definitely do feel the raised eyebrows if I say I've been on several dates in a week or in the last couple of weeks. Um, not at the moment, obviously. That is very difficult. Dating is very difficult right now. Of course. Impossible. I should join it. I need to join a badminton club. Guess, come to badminton. You can spread the net yeah. there, literally. I'll spread <laughs> yes. the net and shuttle the cocks. Literally spread the net. <laughs> that's, that's Jake Lambert's autobiography. Cock, shut, <laughs> cock shuttler. <laughs> Yes, it is tricky, isn't it? How does that mean that it's more likely for a woman to settle for someone who doesn't fall mathematically yes. in the camp of those who are suited to or, her? Or without meaning, um, whereas men. Yeah, without me, I'm not like. Let's not speak specifically about our our erotic lives, but you're more likely to settle with someone you might not be fully sexually compatible yeah. with. You might fall in love. There might be feelings, but you can't really test. So there's a there's a prejudice in our society against what we really should all be doing there's no problem we're only here once we might as well enjoy the pleasures of life and yet these hang-ups and leftovers from the victorian era still haunt us i'll ask you quite a frank question then vic you can only answer for yourself and your friends uh i certainly i will answer quite frankly from a male perspective this is one of the fears that stops settling down is the stopping of the sexual freedom the yo sushi world of sex yes no yes no the build the the building out your five purple plates six gray here it was a good decade <laughs> men fear that stopping they literally fear it on a visceral level you can intellectualize it as much as you like Jake. well i think it's about commitment and it's it's a, a fear of the stopping of bang variety for the majority of men whether jake and i are slightly more educated and superior is irrelevant overall that's what's going on. Listen and weep, ladies. How different is it for women? Is it something that's at the back of girls' minds? I'm just going to let one guy for the rest of my life. Fuck that. Or is it... Is it a, yeah, is of it course that's at the back of my mind. Of course it is. Or it has been more so in the past than it is now because I do feel like I've experienced a, a lot of what I think I might like to experience. Um, and I, I feel... Not that I feel ready to settle down, but the idea doesn't petrify me as much as it used to. There's not a, pho um, a phobic aversion to the idea of it that so many men, even in their pathetic 40s, the grown-ass hairy toddlers, yeah. still seem but to have But what I it. would say is that's not a male thing because okay. I have felt that before. Good, it's good I to have, hear. I have in the past thought, I'm not ready to settle down because there's got to be so much more out there that I haven't got to taste I haven't got to try, try. I haven't got to experience yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I would like to and, ha and, and, and I've good, been scared of the idea of having that was a good run of verbs I enjoyed that <laughs> and, 
and, and I think if I stop now, then I'm then I'm missing out. And I, I as a as a person, I get FOMO. I do get fear of missing out quite mm. a lot on on a bunch of levels, but including that one. So I've felt that before. Do I feel it now? Not so much. And I don't think I'm going to feel it at all in in, uh, in time. And also, if it's the right person, I. I I truly believe I will stop feeling it that switches, way. It but... switches, yeah. And, and this is what yeah. I think goes wrong with so many boys, men, Jake. And this is where there is a slight difference of language in a lot of men and women, not all, is you could be Romeo and Juliet, stake through the heart in love. But for whatever reason, whether it's a quirk of evolution, a lack of education, a lack of respect, patriarchy, misogyny, it never quite switches off in the male <laughs> brain dirty 70 year old granddad pushing the trolley is thinking i would love to tap val he's thinking that and we need to face up to that jake is it is it a phobia that pursues you slightly i'm guessing i'm just gonna go out on a limb here that your experience of being at school was much like mine in that dungeons and dragons rather than girls was calling more often I, I was a re I was into books, games. I had no choice. I didn't even kiss a girl at school and no girl wanted to kiss me. It was just a world that was closed to me. So to suddenly have female attention in in my late twenties and thirties, good on one level, bad on another. Because I was lit spent so long in the Sahara that when I'm really muddling my, my metaphors here, when, that when I went, I entered Vajganistan, apologies for that term. It's great. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to leave that world that I'm sharing here, man. What Jake, how are you? You must've, did you live in nerd world till you were about 25 or were you the cool kid? No, do you know what? I certainly, I think I was probably in the middle. I was one of those people at school who was sort of friends with everybody, but I've always had the thing of girls, um, saying that I'm only ever described as cute. I've never Same. been like handsome or good yet cute. So I would always get um, the sort of a, a nice sweet girl at school that liked me that I would just sort of date for a while. So I was actually... So I was you like, did I, date I, at I reckon, I remember when I was in year four, I had two girlfriends, what? Kirsty and Renee. Yeah, they were both new about it. And then um, there was, Renee was one of my longest relationships, I think year one to year six. And uh, and then secondary oh, right. school, so you, you I dated plenty of action then. Laura. There was Kirsty. There was Sammy Jones. Yeah. So actually, I've always I've misread this I've... situation horribly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so sorry, Russell. You nerd. You was like which, was... Of my bi- which of my bitches was I not connected? <laughs> <laughs> Depends which lesson I was in. Oh my I, um, god! I got my I got my history bitch. I got my... <laughs> <laughs> so I think I reckon school was my biggest uh, biggest Shit. play days. That was it. That right. was it. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. 
Only at Sleep Number stores or SleepNumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. But do you, what do you think about what I've said, though, that there's the men have got this, whether it is patriarchy, misogyny, mm. biology, we'll never know. But a lot of men retain this phobia, this fear that is why you see so many men in their late 30s and 40s that sort of fuck their life up, really, have got to a point where they've become addicted to casual sex, drinking, they can't, they can't mm. stop. It can become well, like a drug. I honestly, I, I would, I've certainly seen it and I've perceived it and I've seen it in friends. And I remember a short time when I was in a relationship and I saw people living that life and I was at university. I was thinking, oh, maybe I'm missing out. And then I was single for a bit and I just thought, it just isn't for me. Um, just like dating is very nice, but like, um, there's only so many times you can put on like a shirt in a week when you just go, I'd much rather just have some tracksuit bottoms and a t-shirt on and just sit and watch TV. And you know, and you know what? That's what stopped me down the path I was going was when yeah, I okay. was when I was unable, like almost. I'm total control freak. Never. I'm the type of person that and I, uh, who could smoke twenty a day and then go, I no longer wish to smoke. Stub it out just to prove my friends wrong and never smoke. You know, annoying willpower person. Stick to every workout till it's finished. Complete Joe Wicks, even if I'm tired. Yet could not do a night in the pyjamas with a me I'd have a night off touring I'd sit at home and my brain would go you could be with a woman now if if you wanted and my brain would and the, the tiny pathetic lizard part of my brain would go time to fuck and I would be I would be unable to be alone with myself and that scared the oh. shit out of me it's it was not a, I wouldn't use a dramatic word like addiction but I was mm. on the road to being unable to do the, the type of stuff Vic described at the beginning being okay with being yourself and I needed that I wanted to stick a star track on have, get a takeaway delivered stink of garlic hang out with my pug that's all I needed to do but yet I found myself the shirt came out of the cupboard contacts gone through uh, DMs audited and that, that's it and of course, it comes with alcohol and all the other problems that come with that type of behaviour. So I, oh, I, wow. I did get to the point where yeah. I don't know whether I don't know whether it's a, more of a male thing. I was unable to turn down the prospect that I might be with someone. Crazy. So what switched for you? Uh, I uh, the control freak part of my brain was like that's not healthy. So what I said was, didn't change my behaviour, but I said the next female where I have a connection with where actually we get on you have one of those nights where you can't stop talking and it's all really interesting mm -hmm. I'm going to see mm. twice three times four times and that's how I met Lindsay it's terrible really but I basically did like a sort of open auditions judges houses live shows marriage <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest I could lie that's that's what it was like and uh, I, I allowed I, I describe it as taking off the emotional condom I think before mm. I was purposely not falling in love, purposely not getting feelings, so I could continue to harvest this sexual freedom. So I, I was doing a kind of, because my mum had said the same thing to me, you need to be on your own. I'd put like a protective shell on my heart. And I slightly mm. connected with that girl. Fuck that, I'm going to go out and next week be player again. Whereas I took the thing off and I oh. next lady who connects with me, I'm going to see where it goes. It's time, it's time sort of thing. And it's only, it was only nine months of my life. I wasn't single for a long time. It was nine months, but it was enough. 
Do you know what? It's interesting. In in dating, I found that um, guys have fallen into two camps where they either, they make a point of saying, I am ready to settle down. Yeah. Or they're like, just so you know, I'm not ready to settle down. Yeah, I was doing all that. always is that you that. are. Oh, yes, so good point. Every, everyone will always, but every guy will assume, well, she's she's 31. She's definitely wanting yeah. to settle down. So yeah. it's for, it's up to me to call the shots here. I don't get a say in it. They're like, they're like, I'm going to let you know what I want out of this, yes, and then well you'll said. you'll probably want it, or you or you won't. But that's it. It's not about me. Ever. And so there's been times when I've wanted to say, I don't want to settle down either, and they they don't believe you. They're like, you're just saying that to seem cool. No, um, it, and it, it's like you're like men feel like they feel like they can either be in that camp or not. But whatever it is, it's fine. It's you know that's that's their choice. But it's like I don't have a choice as much. Like my body's telling me, you must be ready to settle down. You just got to find someone so who how, also is. How on the the head is that? And I, I'm cringing because I think I may have actually used those uh, words myself. You're like, I'm ready. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm. No, good. no, I'm but good. I know. I think I, I think I was the guy that was like, just so you know, I'm currently in active yeah. service. There's zero chance of a second date. <laughs> this is, I love the erotic experience. That's what tonight's about. If you can't handle it, there's the. You know, I think I might have done that speech, thinking yeah. I was doing the right thing, but I probably sounded like a total. That's cock. it. They always think they're doing the right thing. They think they're being good, mm. but they haven't. They haven't stopped to think that I might have. I might feel feel some kind of way about this either way, or the, that. I, I might be in a different position from the one they've just assumed Indeed. because of my age. Well, well, well. Education all around. Right, one last thing. It's not just settling down as in getting married, having kids. Let's put that aside. You can be as single or as attached as you like in the following thought experiment. I'm talking about settling down socially, culturally and vocationally. That point where you suddenly go, time to stop messing around. I want to, I'm going to leave it, I'm going to New York, that's where I feel more at home, I don't feel settled in London, boom. Now lots of friends sod off during your 20s and 30s, some of my best friends have gone to Australia, a lot of my friends, a lot of comedians go to America and they have success there that they didn't have here. I wondered to what extent, well A Vic, you already mentioned it, your cultural background has an impact on how settled you feel in London, is this, this is home, I feel fully engaged, I'm a Londoner, engaged, or are you like some of my friends are like, I love living in London, but I just feel I'm going to end up somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, for a start, I'm not a Londoner. I'm from Newcastle. Um, Newcastle. But you're in London yeah, now. I didn't know. If but you... I'm in London now, yeah. which is which in, a, in itself, it's home right now, but it doesn't feel like. You don't feel set home. Like I'm just this idea in my head of what family life is, 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 is so informed and influenced by my upbringing, which was in the north of the country. It has a different vibe, a different atmosphere, a different way of life. Um, we had a lot more space because you can afford more space up north. We had a big garden. Being outside was a huge part of that. So that's why being in the city, as much as I love it, I love my life in London, I still don't feel like this is the place that I'll settle. Right. It seems unlikely. Um, and then on top of that, I think there's a slight expectation for my family that I'd go back at some point. Back because to that's Newcastle. where they because that's where they feel they could then have a, a part to play in my child's life mm -hmm. if I did have a child. On top of that, half my family is Nigerian. And is that and, on your um, mum's side or, or your dad's side? That's on my mum's side. Yeah, I called my grandma the other day to say happy birthday. A nice thing to do, you'd say. She's in Nigeria. I was like, happy birthday, grandma. She's like, are you married yet? I was like, no, grandma. I'm like, I'm going to die, and you're still not married. How old are you? <laughs> 29, no, 31. 31. 
What? She cannot believe. She cannot wow. believe. Every time we go back to Nigeria, she has suitors lined up for me. But not because she's well, angry. Mate, she actually feels sorry for me. My mate um, AJ actually made a program where her mum took her to Nigeria. Yes. It was absolutely cracking. Well, what about you, Jay? Where do you are you from? Bristol? If I'm, I'm misremembering that, no, no where, where Slough. You, I've just seen you in Bristol. I associate you with Bristol because I've worked. With you <laughs> well. Yeah, we did see each other. So, in where, where do you where do you feel at home then? Do you feel settled? Do you feel mm. do you feel I am British? I am English. I'm settled. This is my soil. Engage, settle for life. Or do you feel like I was speaking, for example, to London Hughes just before she went to America, for example? She mm. was like, do you know. I'm, I feel like I'm going to go over there. I just feel more connected to that place. A lot, particularly artists of colour, whether you're comedians or singers, go over there. And sure enough, she's gone and shown everyone what she can do. And mm. Netflix special drops. She's working with Kevin Hart. Boom. That's a classic. So my friend Siobhan, she had Irish parents, never felt British, never felt English, has gone to Melbourne, feels perfectly at home and has become a wonderful Australian. Some people just aren't connected to this soil for whatever reason. How do you feel? Um, I... I never felt like I was when I was in Slough. Then, <laughs> what a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Since I discovered badminton. <laughs> it's like some horrible character you've developed on the stage. <laughs> badminton Slough guy. No, but, so, so you don't feel when it's a Slough, but what, do you feel at home in the UK? Let's start on a, on a country when, level. But now I live in London... I love it. So that's the thing. So what happened was I lived in Slough. I went to uni in Kingston. So I was a bit getting closer to London. And then after university, I went and lived in Canada for a year. And I thought, maybe this is what I want. And then I realised how much I missed the idea of a city. So I came back, moved into London. And then I was like, oh, this is where I was meant to be. So it took coming away for me to realise this is what I want. But there's... Never been any sort of cultural pressure from me. So do you feel set on me? What to, to to keep trying to stay keep it narrow for for us? So it's my set, fault. No, no, no. It's often. not at all. We we drifted because it's so interesting. We've got so little time. Do you feel settled? Would you yes. say you're settled in? You might you whether you're whether you're uh, with your, your wifey or not. You're settled in London. That's it. On the soil because I'm I'm living. I'm as I speak to you now. I'm in Cheshire, which is still just yeah. about as the north. And I uh, this is where I reside. It's not home. Home mm. is Essex, London, fast-paced, mm. Deliveroo, man. If you think of a burger in Deliveroo, it comes through the letterbox. I miss all that shit, man. I mean, yeah. if, I call a, if I call a taxi, I've got to pick up a bit of card out of the hallway <laughs> and call Barry's, racist Barry's taxis and wait about a week for him to turn up. Whereas in London, it's like, I think I need it. And some dude from Afghanistan go, you want airport? I'm like, I love that shit, man. <laughs> that's, that's that I've lived my life full of colour and sound and everything going on. And I, I am struggling massively to adjust. But on a family level, I love it up here. I connect with what Vic's saying. The space, the way nanas are involved, the way cousins are involved. The families are just better connected here. So I'm really conflicted. I wouldn't say I'm settled. Right. Now, I'm, I'm so London that I'm currently looking to move to in, in Battersea. And I found a place that I, I loved. I thought it was great. And I had a bit of a panic because it was a 15-minute walk to mm. the tube. Exactly. That's such And a I thought, thought, is that too far? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. So yeah, I'm very London, very uh I'm I'm in Balham at the minute and I want to go to Battersea and I think that's just so me. I just love walking around at night in London. Mm-hmm. Anything I want, anytime, got it, love it. That's someone that's living where they're supposed to be. Who knows where I'll end up living? Who knows where Vic Hope will end up living? The Geor- the Geordie there. You don't sound <laughs> no, very Newcastle. What's happened to your accent? I you know what, I've never had a strong accent. My um 
Did you go to a posh school or something? Like, from fairly regular, but my my mum never let us speak with a Geordie accent when we were growing up. <laughs> I love that. She, yeah, we, she used to tell us off if we if we ever slipped into it. She, well, when she came to the... Does your mum have a British accent or a Nigerian accent? She speaks like Queen's English. She learned English when she was 11. She came over when she was 11 from Nigeria and she watched the news, watched the BBC, spoke how they spoke. She understood that she would get less hassle. She would be less mm. put down or undermined if she spoke as well as she could. She didn't want to give people any other reason to think any less of her. Mm. So she was like, I'm going to speak like that. My kids are going to speak like that. And she, would, she always used to say, people won't respect you if you speak with Geordie accent. She was wrong. The truth is she was wrong. Actually, everyone loves a Geordie accent, but she didn't mm. know that at the time. Yeah. No, but could you imagine if you come over from Nigeria and you go, I'm just going to get rid of my Nigerian accent <laughs> and then not realising that you've moved to a place that sounds fucking like what? that. What? <laughs> <laughs> I can you believe I got rid of my Lagos accent and now I sound like Ant and Dick and that. <laughs> hey, I can't wait to visit Abuja. It's going to be dead fucking men. <laughs> <laughs> anyway we're out of time you two have been absolutely awesome thank you for being frank with my probing <laughs> questions um do subscribe if you maybe you're a fan of vic or jason you've just listened to this one-off episode please subscribe because we changed producers about three months ago so some people are still subscribed to the old boys don't cry feed make sure you are subscribed to all new boys don't cry uh, and tell your friends to as well leave a nice comment leave a like uh, and on this occasion, do settle down. Settle down with this podcast and listen to it constantly because then we can get advertising revenue and it'll kick off. And my guests will come back without having to do me a favour like they have done this time. And I thank them a lot. Thank you very much, Vic Hope. Thank you very much, Jake Lambert. I've been one thank that looks like Nick Grimshaw, but I'm not him. It's too long to get into explaining who I am. But thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Thank you so much. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.